Hey, this is H1, and we're about to be running it back with another episode, and I'm glad that I can be here to come back and just share some more knowledge about chess. And today, we got an interesting subject talking about how to play your best chess game. How to play your best chess game. And to go more deeply into that subject, we're going to be talking about being consistent on playing your best chess game. Have you ever played a chess game? You play a perfect game the first time. And then the second one, you just botched up immediately. I, as H1, I've played games like that all the time and it sucks. It, It makes you feel terrible because at first you think, oh man, this game was on grandmaster level or at least chess master level. But then the second game is like, oh, That's why I'm at this level. So here's the deal. H1 got some tips on how you can become a better chess player to be consistent. Because consistency is important. All grandmasters have a certain amount of consistency of why they're a grandmaster. And as always, let me put my plug in. I am on Instagram as H1 Chess. I am on YouTube as Chess Knowledge with H1. Remember, the goal get to a thousand subscribers. I do have a Facebook group called Chess Knowledge with H1. And what else am I on? I do get on Twitter sometimes, but I don't post anything. I'm not on there all the time. I be sneaking just in case something pops up. <laughs> But anyway, I know y'all just want to get to the information, so let's do it. Next segmento. That is not any language. Y'all need Rosetta Stone for H1. Call it H1 language. (laughs) Okay. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's H1, and we're about to be getting down to business. Huh, H1. Get in town to business already, just straight off the bat. Let's get to it. How to play your best chess game. How can you play your best chess game? How can you be consistent every single time in every single chess game? Well, first of all, you're not going to be consistent every single time. Because as humans, we mess up, we blunder, we make mistakes, inaccuracies is going to happen. But I'm going to be showing you how to make that probability just a a little bit smaller on Grandmaster level, where you know when you're seeing a Grandmaster game, they're not going to make a big blunder. They're, They're not going to give away their queen or give away a piece or let go of the center. You're not going to see that. They're not just going to not develop their pieces. But as us lesser players, as us, as us lesser rated players, we have to be in this mindset of 
okay, we're going to mess up, but we have to train to get better, to have that intuition, that power behind our moves. One thing I would like to mention is that on each one of your moves that you play on the chessboard, they have to be your best move. And to find the best move, each move that you play on the chessboard, it has to have a purpose behind it. Each move has to have a purpose. And it might be hard because the knowledge is limited. I remember when I was a beginner, I didn't know too much about different strategies, different pawn structures, what to do, when to trade. But when you're learning all that, as you're learning, and hopefully as you're playing more chess games, getting that experience, I've learned this principle and it has helped me out a lot to train my mind to play better moves. And the principle is a bad plan is better than no plan. When I teach kids, it seems like that they just play chess just for the heck of it. They just move a piece without even thinking about the move. But that is the wrong way to play chess. The better way to play chess is to recognize that you will make bad plans. And don't just play the move because it seems good. If there's not a motive or a purpose behind the move, don't play it. Find a better one. What's another way how you can play a better chess game? Well, to be prepared. Preparation is always key. I've talked about it in my last episode and I will talk about it again in a deeper concept. What should you be prepared about? There's several different positions to be prepared about. And as H1, I will explain it to you. When I was a young boy in my mama's room, I had to learn these different pawn structures. Learning pawn structures is amazing. I talked about it before, but knowing pawn structures helps you to know your future plans, what to do against your opponent. I will go over these pawn structures right now that you need to learn to to get the purpose of your position. Number one, I would like to talk about the isolated D-pawn position. And there is the isolated E-pawn positions, but those rarely happens. The isolated D-pawn positions mostly happen when you push up D4 and then your opponent goes with the queen's gambit. And those positions usually turn into isolated D-pawns. And learning how to go against the isolated D-pawn. Learning both of those things on each side will, will pretty much make your chest a lot better. Usually what comes after the isolated D-pawn position, which I've realized playing the Taraj defense, is the hanging pawns position. So you need to learn how to play against hanging pawns. What are hanging pawns? Well, hanging pawns are basically two pawns together, but they're not past pawns because there's pawns that are stopping it from being past pawns. But they're only two pawns together. They're their own little island. 
when you're ha when you're having Hank and Pond positions, you usually have three pawn islands. And that comes with its own strategy. When you have the isolated e-pawn, when you have the hanging pawn structures, you look for activity, attacking your king, looking for tactics to blow their position. And when you're the other side, you have to, you know, hold it back, hold, hold the defense, make sure that you trade in pieces just a little bit, you know, make sure that you're trading pieces and not losing the position very quickly and holding off your opponent. Two different strategies. Now on to more pawn structures. Symmetrical pawn structures. Where you have the same pawn structure as your opponent. It's the same. And usually when you look at commentary chess tournaments. They say that these positions are boring because it's all about the pieces. It's not even about the pawns anymore. You can't even do anything with the pawns. Symmetrical pawn structures is all about piece activity. Piece activity is key. Whoever has the best pieces on the board will have a winning position. Most likely you should. You should have a winning position. Now, there are more pawn structures, and I will talk about it in the future, but let's continue on the certain positions that can happen, which kind of deals with pawn structures. There are two positions that can happen on the chessboard, closed positions and open positions. Open positions is when you're, you don't have the E-pawn or the D-pawn. The closed positions is when you both sides have the E-pawn and D-pawn. And then there's another position called semi-open positions where you don't have like a C pawn or you don't have one pawn, but you have the other and your rook can like basically go on the file that's like halfway open because your opponent has a pawn that blocks the rook. It, it goes deeper than that, but that's kind of the gist of it. Once you practice, once you practice these type of positions and structures, then you realize something. You realize, oh snap, when I get into the real game, you, you're you going based off of intuition. Because you have the plan. The plan is already laid out for you. You're already prepared for what to come. So hopefully these little tips will help you on preparing to be consistent in your next game. And hopefully you beat your next opponent because H1 is always here for you. And if you're not winning the game, then there is something wrong. You need to go back and listen to this. And I'd rather you go back to listen to this other than anybody else. And I don't ever know how that makes sense. Let's go to the next segment. Hey, H1 is back, and I got some more tips. And that's why I didn't become an R&B singer. So let's get into it. Um, The next tip, I just want you to know that victory is the goal. And I keep on saying this because some people really don't know 
that you're supposed to win or psychologically they'd be like oh it's just it's just so inspiring just to play you skip all that mess skip all that mess win the game get the dub get the win it's a mental thing too just get the win go for the win no matter who you're facing i don't care if you're facing michael jordan (laughs) different sport but you get it okay um it comes down to a step-by-step process. Just remember that. And I talk about the thought process all the time of when you're playing chess games. Now, another thing on preparation is you need to know the three phases of the game. The three phases of the game will put you on a level that is higher than a, a novice. Because... Most people don't know all the strategies in each phase of the game. And the three phases of the game is the chess opening, which I did do an episode on. The middle game and the end game. The middle game and end game is most important. Study the middle game. Study the end game. If you look up middle game or end game on YouTube, there's probably so many people just talking about specific stuff that is much needed in a chess game. You need all of it, pretty much. You need the opening to play a good middle game. You need the middle game strategy to get into a good end game. And you need the end game to get the checkmate. It's a war. Learn those strategies. Learn those tactics. Make sure that you're putting your foot down. You don't want to be walking on eggshells when you start a game. You want to be walking on fire. (laughs) I was going somewhere, but then it didn't land to where I was going. But anyway, um, secondly, I want to just keep on reminding you of this each and every time because I'm really passionate about this part. And I say it each time so that you can remember and so that it can go into your intuition. So if you're listening to this, please chill out don't don't be irritated but learn from your mistakes learn from the battle each opponent you play is a contender and you shouldn't underestimate none of them treat your opponent like they are they're a grandmaster each one i don't care if you're facing a seven-year-old these kids nowadays are becoming grandmasters at a certain age that is way beyond me Make sure that you treat them like, I don't know, you you just treat them to, (laughs) you just disrespect them, pretty much. Disrespect them. Make sure that they lose the game. You might be thinking, but you don't got a kid. Yes, I got a kid. And every time I played one of my students, I made sure that I win. Because if I wasn't playing seriously, guess who's going to be disrespected? Those kids going to be going over there to the other kids like, I beat my instructor. Why should I be in this class? Nobody dis- nobody respects the person that loses. And it's sad in our society that is like that, but it is pretty much true. If you lose, then your opponent will... Ex- Wait a minute. I said that in the wrong tone. I meant to say, if you lose, then your opponent exposed your mistakes. It's important to study 
and to recognize what you did wrong. Your opponent is a competitive player and they're trying to win too. And if you lose and you was trying your best, make sure that you never lose like that ever again. And I'm going to keep on saying this, but the best way to improve is to learn from your losses. To learn from your losses, to never miss those opportunities ever again. And especially not to miss those opportunities ever again that you could have won. You could have won the game. You don't want to lose those games that are supposed to be drawn. So, study more end games. You don't want to lose straight out of the opening. So, study more opening ideas. Study more openings. You know what you're supposed to be doing. You just got to put that foot forward to do it. Just do it. Even if you don't feel like it. If your mind is saying, oh, I should probably do it. Do it right then. Unless you're driving. Unless you're doing something dangerous. Unless you're at work. Because you're doing that on somebody else's time. But if you're at home and you have two decisions. And this is going to be based off of how serious you are about chess. Which I know some people is like, I just, I'm just trying to get good. I'm not trying to be the best. Even if you're just trying to get good, I would just do this hey just take the time like be good to your future self your future self will will um be gracious that you're doing this instead of watching tv instead of doing something that you like instead of watching youtube videos I'm not going to say instead of hanging out with your family because that's that's kind of messed up this is just a game but Instead of doing those things that is mindless, just study the study some stuff. And it doesn't even have to be for long. Make it something that is that you can do. You know? Make it something that is uh, make it something that takes a small amount of time. That your brain is like, oh, I could do this for about five minutes. If I do this for about five minutes, then I'm all good. Just like doing a tactic puzzle each day. It doesn't take that long to do a tactic puzzle on chess.com or on lead chess. Just do five tactic puzzles each day. If you do five tactics puzzles each day, imagine how many patterns you will have in your mind by the end of the year. You will be insane with your tactics. So just start right now by looking up your mistakes because you don't want to feel the pain of doing the same mess up again which I have I have lost in the same way multiple times and it sucks mentally it sucks I feel down about myself and I'm like should I even be playing chess but then I went through the cycle of trying to pick myself back up and um, learning more things and and being the best I can be. Which is all on my YouTube video. You, you, you'll see. You'll see. I, I, I remember that I had an experience just getting beat because I stopped playing chess for a certain amount of time, like a year or six months. I was at 1600 online and then I went all the way down to 1100 and then I had to learn 
everything that I've known that year that passed me not playing chess again to going up to 1600 to going back there and beyond you don't want to be in that spot unless you're playing as a hobby but if you're seriously trying to get better if you're trying to be determined and motivated to get better then that's what I'm here for and you should be going forward You can't be successful without doing it first. By you listening to this podcast, by you listening to this episode, by you listening to H1's voice right now, I know for certain that you have potential. And when I say that you have potential, I don't mean that you have potential for the future. I mean that you have potential now to do something. So what is it going to be? What is it going to be? <laughs> hey, I'm glad that you can just hang out with H1. Um, I got a bonus tip on this last segment that I didn't that I didn't think that I was going to do, but I'm going to do anyway. So let's go to the next segment. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the waiting room segment, quotes by H1. And the quote of the episode is, I live like a gazelle, but I play chess like a boss. Thank you for listening. don't normally talk about stuff like this because of my experiences playing chess but we're going to mention it because it has a big part into playing good and being consistent with your chess skills and that is being healthy and I know, I know, hey, you like, calm down, H1. Didn't you just say that you ate Doritos and McDonald's every morning for a chess tournament? Didn't you just say that in the year past episodes? Like, calm down. What's going on? Well, I did. And I can't change that fact because nobody has told me that if I just only ate right, exercise, <laughs> if I only ate right, exercise, and slept, for a good eight hours, I could become a better chess player, then I would have done it. But nope, no role models. No role models at all. Just like that J. Cole song. No role models. And yeah, I probably could have been a better chess player 
if I would have did these things, if I would have kept my body healthy. So that's why I'm just going to tell you this now as a bonus tip. You need to put in your body what is good, what is healthy. Whatever you put in your body is what you are. That notion is true. It's important to watch what you put inside your body because whatever you put inside your body, your brain consumes as fuel. And what do you use to play chess games? You use your brain. You use your brain to remember patterns, to be mentally ready for the challenge. The brain needs fuel to process information and make decisions. If it needs fuel to process information in daily decisions that we do normally, like drive the car, if we should go to work, just decisions like that, how much more is it needed to play chess games? Just think about that. Your body and what you eat reflects your chess game. Now, exercising. How does exercising help your chest? Well, exercising, uh, one one quick way, and just to say, I'm not an expert in this stuff. I'm not an expert. I just looked up some YouTube videos, and I've, I've been on this healthy track for a minute now. I've really felt good the past, hmm, the past year, pretty much. I lost 60 pounds. I was 200 with the gut. And you might be saying 200 isn't a lot of pounds. Well, when you have a gut that's bigger than the rest of your body, just full of beer and McDonald's, which I used to get after work, two McChickens with Mac sauce and a sausage biscuit with fries and a large Coke every single time, it starts to make you feel just weak, unmotivated, unproductive, a lot of bad things. You you can think about some more things. But when you exercise, you increase that energy. And what do you need more energy for? To play longer games, to stay focused. And especially when you're in a tactical, (laughs) tactical position, to calculate positions. And not only calculate simple positions, but to calculate faster. How do you think that some grandmasters are able to sit at a chessboard for three hours calculating different moves, remembering different principles? How do you think that Hakaru Nakamura can stay up for 24 hours and play chess continuously? All those grandmasters have certain things to keep their be- to keep their body right, to exercise, to eat. They accomplish that to play better and to be the best in the world. Do H1 really have to describe why sleep is good for you? Well, it does. I, I think that I do because we're in this busy hustle world where we forget to sleep and sleeping can help your chest tremendously. If you just get six to eight hours of sleep, that will suffice. That will suffice. You don't want to be drowsy or worn out during a chess game. If you if you're not getting enough sleep, then you're not playing at 100%. You're not playing at 100%. You have to be at 100% just like Mob Psycho, that anime or whatever. You got to be 
playing your best. You can't be going for a win when you're playing at 50%. So that's all that I got. Keep your body healthy. I want everybody to survive longer, to to pretty much reach your goal. That's what H1 is here for, for you to reach your goal, to be the best person that you can be, and to learn faster. Hey, this is H1. We're already at the end of this. This is this is messed up. H1, what what crap is this, H1? What crap is this? Why are we already ending? Bruh. <laughs> oh man. I'm sorry. C- calm down. Make sure that you follow to keep notified. Make sure that you follow to keep notified. I'm gonna be watching for you. I love all the comments from all of you that DM me on Instagram or on Facebook. And just know I'm I'm not afraid of texting you back. So just just give me like a give me a holler. Don't holler literally, but just just give me a little holler. Thank you for everybody that is listening here. And thank you for everybody that has been listening for about seven months now. Seven months. Amazing, amazing. And we are almost to our last episode. I think this is second to last, which the season will end. But shortly, we will have the fourth season. I am diligently working on that. So just be prepared for this last episode. It's going to be a banger. And let's just run it back with H1. Just one more time. One more time next week. Bear with me. We are going to get through this. (laughs) Peace. Ah.